Welcome, everybody, to the Adventures Podcast, where we talk Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and more. I'm your host, Peyton, and with me is my co-host, Torn. Yo. What is going on? Just chilling. I got some Domino's earlier, like some pizza, cheesy bread, and then cinnamon twists, or the cinnamon knots. Uh, so I was eating that earlier. For all the people who uh, care to know what's on my pizza, I got bacon and pineapple. And for all pineapple. you fuckers... All you oh, fuckers no. out there, shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Pineapple belongs on pizza, all right? And look, 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 look. Belongs fi- is a strong it's, word. It's fine if you don't like it and if you tried it before, but if you just haven't tried it and you hate it, like then like, you know, you should probably never have the ability to buy apple juice again, you know? Like Oh, that's, that's just harsh. That's that's my opinion. Well, here's my thing. I just don't like cooked fruits in general unless it's in like a fucking pie or something and, that, and that's and that's fair to say i i think um i think like just mixing like me, cooked like, fruits with save nah not like for i think me. like for me the only time i would have like like cooked fruit is like with you know pineapple on pizza of course and like pineapple like dice like slice like dice up pineapple and like tacos because that's how sometimes they serve it um but yeah other than that like it's definitely not, it's not like an like an all the time thing. It's just no, I can't really do that. It's definitely like a, it's like a pie though, like peach cobbler, apple pie. Oh god, amazing. You ever had god pear too. pie? Never had pear pie. That sounds delicious. I've though. only had it once. My grandmother, um, on my dad's side, made it made it for me. Like this, like this is probably over a decade ago. Now. <laughs> but she made pear pie. It was the fucking best pie I've ever had. I was like, God. Damn. They say this is pear pie, no apples? Crazy. It's delicious. And pears are just amazing, bro. Like most underrated fruit. I was yeah, they, they are. Man. Delicious. Well speaking of, speaking of good stuff, you watch anything good recently? Um yesterday I watched um the Boondock Saints where they said uh the N word a thousand times, could have sworn Tarantino wrote it. They also said the F slur. Like, a you few know times. for sure he didn't. No, because it's written by, written and directed by Troy Duffy. Damn it. Um, but yeah, that Boondock Saints was good, and like, yeah, recently I just watched The Godfather. Um, that is a good film. Is it great? Well, no, until I watch the second one because I heard the second one like recontextualizes the first one a lot. Because um, I know the first, the second one acts like as a as a prequel and a sequel, so we'll see whenever I whenever I watch it. It's a three hour film, so I gotta have time to like relax. But yeah, Godfather, great film. I'm gonna get to it eventually. Yeah, it, it's so like it's one of those things where it's like it, it, it's it's a it's definitely like a progress. Like you have to like sit there and pay attention yeah but when the action hits it hits like it's crazy but it's awesome though it's pretty good it's also it's also weird like seeing like a young al pacino and a young robert de niro not not that he's in the movie but i'm just saying in general like it's like damn that's that's robert de niro that's it's like kind of hard to believe (laughs) you know i've always seen like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino when they're like older, so yeah. going back and watching them when they're young, it's like they're it's two completely different actors. But it's, it's cool though; I, I really enjoyed it. 
And I think maybe if I can tonight, I want to watch uh, just something on Netflix. I was thinking about watching uh, one of the movies that came out recently. Something like animated or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. I just finished uh, the Batman Unburied podcast with <laughs> uh, it's 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 pretty good. <laughs> I feel like a lot of scripted podcasts like end kind of abruptly not abruptly i don't know if that's the word but you know how people complain about like the marvel finales i feel like these scripted podcasts are gone in the same way but it was it was good it was good i i really liked some of the uh concepts in the podcast i don't want to get into it too deeply because spoilers i mean they are pretty interesting but um this is the this is the uh podcast with Winston Duke as Batman. He's mm-hmm. he's uh he's he's good. Um he's good except his Batman voice is is it's not it's it's not it, it sounds like he's trying to do a Venom impression. Mm-hmm. I'm just like that's not it's not there. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Winston Duke, no offense, <laughs> but it was kind of it was it was kind of hard to take him seriously uh, in those in those scenes. But yeah, the story was great, written by David S. Goyer, so not really a surprise there. Um, yeah, like short, it's like ten episodes, thirty minutes each, really good. I also finished uh, Marvel's Wastelanders Wolverine podcast with Robert Patrick as Wolverine, who was really good, actually. <laughs> like, really good. I was very pleasantly surprised. He was like, Robert Patrick as Wolverine. I was like, Roger, Robert Patrick as Wolverine? Huh? But uh, he, did a, he did a really, really good job. And that was also because the Wastelanders, the whole Wastelander series is based off the uh, world uh, that that concept uh, during Old Man Logan. So this yeah. podcast was also inspired by Old Man Logan. It's not like beat for beat Old Man Logan, but it definitely takes uh, some aspects of that story. And it's, again, pretty good. These The, the Marvel's Wastelander series, it's a series. That, so they've done a Old Man Star-Lord, an Old Man Bla- or an Old Woman Black Widow, and an Old Man Hawkeye so far. And they're all pretty consistent quality like it's 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 solid stuff so that was a uh, it was good i love being a good podcast and i'll have to check it out sometime nah don't do it it's whatever right. no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah do it eventually at some point yeah give it like five years <laughs> but, and, and even. but yeah we have a great show for everyone this week we're gonna fix the dceu we're going to throw everything in the trash and we're starting fresh. We're going to we're going to we're going to be the new DC Kevin Feige. That's who we are right now. This is our pitch. This is our this is this is this is our resume. This is what we're sending into shit CEO David Zaslav. I'll cut that out uh for the job. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pitch our our DC our own DCEU. Um, one of ours is gonna be more fleshed out than the other. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> but before we get into that, into that, of course, we have the news of the week. So as always, if you want to skip around, there's going to be time codes in the show notes or the description. So, you know, check those out if you want to skip around there. So let's get started with the news. All right. First piece of news. Uh, the boys season four has begun filming and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been cast in the series. Oh yeah. People wanted to play a uh, tech armor, something. Uh, I name. I don't know who that is. I know nothing about the boys outside of the show. So, tech, tech Knight. Tech Knight. That's what they wanted to play as. Who is he? Who's that? Uh, he's a member of Payback. Okay. Which is which is very fitting. Well, he's in the series, so, you know, that's yeah. great. Uh, I can't... I'm, I'm very excited for who he's going to play. He's, he's probably going to... He's such a... That's such a great addition to that universe. Jeffrey Dean right. Morgan, like what a what a <laughs> perfect fit! Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be really great. I'm very uh, excited for that. But uh, next piece of news: in an interview with the Rap, Dan Harmon says a community movie is happening, and he adds that there is a story outline for the film, and negotiations are underway. Finally, finally, man. finally. <laughs> I mean, there's still always a chance that it doesn't happen, but God damn it, at least at least there's an attempt. Oh, I need it. So I, I don't even care if it's bad. I just need it to happen. Facts. All the cast I, are on board and stuff. Like it's there. I want that hashtag to be complete. Six seasons in a movie. Exactly. The Rooster Brothers are down to direct. Like perfect. All the ingredients Very are there. It just needs to be put in a bowl, mixed together, and baked and served to the world but uh, yeah next piece of news the last of us hbo series got a little clip release there's a little 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 clip in like a hbo max sizzle reel or i guess an hbo sizzle whatever uh it looks it looks great it looks so good i'm so excited for it it's awesome people are being assholes about it i know they are George also a little too fast, like like they're not gonna copy the game like beef for beat, bar for bar. My god, but Pedro Pascal sounds so good. I know. I was not expecting him to actually like do a Joel voice. I thought he would just like do Pedro Pascal. <laughs> no, he said it all. Oh, he said the he, he sounds so good. He sounds so good. I wonder if he met with Troy Baker. I don't I doubt he did. Unless he did, I don't know. God damn, you, but you may, you may never know. Most people are complaining about Bella Ramsey as Ellie because they were like, she sounds nothing like her. Who gives a shit? <laughs> She's not her. Ashley Ashley Johnson has a very specific voice. I don't think mm-hmm. they were going to ever find an actress that sounds like her. <laughs> um, but I mean, the only the only complaint I kind of get is that she looks too young. It's like, yeah, she looks younger than Ellie in the game, I guess, but also Ellie's 14. Yeah. And she's actually, how, how old is Bella Ramsey? She's 18. She's not. Well, she want to bet. She's 18. I told you. What? What? <laughs> I was, I was going to assume like 15 or 16. <laughs> what the hell? That's crazy. 
<laughs> one in, in one in one pick of like her like in Game of Thrones, she looks tiny. Cause she is tiny. She's like she's like small, bro. She's eighteen. That's fucking nuts. I never would have guessed that in a million years. Hey, how old do you think Bella Ramsey is? I don't know, fucking twelve. Like, that's like I, I I say it all the time, and I'll that I'll keep saying it. Performance over everything. Performance over looks. Performance over comic or game accuracy. In this case, like y'all gotta fucking chill. Because <laughs> if she if she just portrays. You know, like it's not it's not meant to be a fucking imitation or an impression. Like she can make it her own. But you it's, know that's exactly what like adaptations are for to provide a different perspective exactly. on, people, like, on the on the material. People just gotta give shit a chance, man. People just gotta <laughs> give shit a chance. People are like, Well, when I watch this when I can just go play the game, I'm like, because it'd be different weirdo and also a lot of people like it's such a fucking great and rich story and a lot of people can't play like i know for a fact my dad would love the last of us but he can't he doesn't play games like he can't he can't even move and look around at the same time (laughs) so like to have a form to tell that story in that he can actually enjoy the story in is fucking great i'm very excited for him to see it uh, yeah, that is that is that's that piece of news. Uh, moving on, some Star Wars news. A uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor will reportedly release in March 2023. I am here yet again on my knees, begging, pleading, respawn, please. If there are spiders in this game, add an arachnophobia mode where it just takes them out or changes the model or something please please i want to play the game on release but i don't i don't i need more information on the game i'm gonna dm i'm gonna dm respawn hey excuse me does jedi survivor have spooters in it Uh, i don't know if i can play it with spooters i live a sad existence Hey man, imagine being afraid of fucking squids. <laughs> that's I guess that, just that's a bit more obscure. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I, I can't I can't like I can't like live a normal life without like I I scroll past ocean videos all the time, bro. What, like, how'd you feel about the boar gullet scene in Rogue One? The what? The boar gullet scene in Rogue One. Uh, Where Forrest Whitaker was like, "Boar gullet is." The mind, or whatever your mind will break. Remember? Oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, that scene. Yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. Let me look it up. Uh, I can't spell. I can't. What the heck? I don't know how you spell it. How do you spell that? I assume it's B O R R. Oh, I see it. I see it. Oh, yeah, that shit terrifies me, bro. Yeah, that's. See, that's... I wouldn't even be able to look it up if I was. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just I, mean, I just saw like a like a little picture of it, and yeah, I, I'm getting kind of chilly right now. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was horrible. And what's made what made it even crazy is that I saw Rogue One opening night at 10 p.m. So you can imagine how I felt during that moment. Boy, color it, it kind of crawls in the frame. You just hear a <laughs> in the back of the room. No, nah, I was I was <laughs> petrified. Just. I had no choice, like, but not to move. So I can't even. Uh, 
my favorite superhero is Spider-Man. Like, I don't know how I exist <laughs> in life. <laughs> I mean, you, you would hate the, uh, if like they ever adapted like that, like, it was like another Spider-Man. Where, oh, like, where he, he turns actually, into a spider? No, no. He has like, there's a Spider-Man like where he, like, his suit is like just spiders. Oh, no. Nah. I forgot like. Mm, no. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Spider-Man. Hell no. It's it's like it's like just like like a red mask and just like his. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> Let me stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Turn into a podcast and just trauma. <laughs> Welcome to the Fear Podcast, where we talk about your greatest fears and our greatest fears. Turn into an episode of fucking Scream Queens. I'm moving, yeah. on. I'm moving on. I can't. I can't do this. I can't do this right now. This isn't therapy. <laughs> I thought about one day, like maybe like holding a tarantula to like face my feet, but no, I can't even. Uh, the thought about, uh, no, no, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Uh, Marvel news uh, Thor Love of Thunder is coming to Disney Plus September 8th and it's coming to Blu ray and stuff September 27th. But Disney Plus September 8th, so right around the corner, fucking finally, I can rewatch this shit and validate myself and, and knowing, like, you know, I do like this movie actually. <laughs> Yeah, and you, uh, you pre-ordered the Steelbook. Fuck yeah, I did. That Steelbook looks fucking great. I remember someone came up with a Steelbook concept because I'm in the Steelbook subreddit because I like to see if I am interested in the Steelbook and wasting my money. Uh, but someone came up with a Steelbook concept of, you know, those two initial teaser tra- or teaser trailer, te- teaser posters and, you know, like put them on a Steelbook and it was like, I was like, wow, that looks fucking awesome. But Anyone that knows anything about steelbooks, especially well, steelbooks coming from Disney specifically, and especially in the the Marvel realm, the steelbooks are very basic. Very, it's usually just like a really like generic. Sometimes, sometimes even one of those floating head posters, and they just slap it on a steelbook. It's not, <laughs> it's not great. So, like everyone in the replies is like, "This is fucking sick." But it's never gonna happen. <laughs> and then they then they released uh, you know, the steelbook artwork and what do you know? It's the two teaser posters and it looks fucking amazing. I'm so happy. Usually I don't get I don't get steelbooks for every release. I only my initial plan was to only get Spider Man steelbooks, but then some of the steelbooks just be looking too beautiful not to get. Like the Batman steelbook, I was like, gotta have it. The Who Framed Roger Rabbit steelbook, gotta have it. Now this Thor one. Yeah, the Thor one looks really nice, especially with all the merch that's coming out of it. Yeah. But to bring it back to the news, yeah, it's coming to Disney Plus September 8th. It will come with the IMAX version. So that's going to be fun. I can see even more goat. More screaming more goat. But, uh, yeah. So next piece of Marvel news. Marvel Comics has announced a new Planet Hulk sequel run taking place on Sakaar. Now, we usually don't cover comic comic news here. Um, at all. Uh, in fact, I think this is the first time we've covered a piece of actual comic book news. Uh, but I wanted to bring it up because uh, a lot of the time, comic runs generally like to come out and coincide with a film or something, something that's happening in the movies, and they then they come out with something that's sort of related to it in some way. The fact that they're making a Planet Hulk sequel now considering what's happening in She-Hulk, no spoilers. But considering some of the stuff that's happened in She-Hulk, the rumors of 
a, a planet Hulk, World War Hulk thing, something around the corner, maybe even a D23 announcement. I'm just saying the timing seems weird in a good way. Yeah, and hopefully people can stop complaining about how Hulk is nerfed. Yeah, and Mark Ruffalo, I think just either today or yesterday, I think it might have been today actually, was talking about how he could see Hulk reverting back to that angry yeah. boy form, which I felt was always going to be the case. To be honest, I didn't see Smart Hulk being a permanent thing, but mm. that could also just be me going like hindsight's twenty twenty. But I never really. I was like, they're going to go back. <laughs> there, there's going to be some sort of like conflict between them again. Because, but whatever. I just whatever whatever form it takes. I'm excited. Generally, I don't care about Hulk, but the Planet Hulk, World War Hulk thing, I'm down. Which I feel like is an unpopular opinion. Like, personally, when it comes to me, I care more about Banner than Hulk. Like, when people are, were crying about they nerfed Hulk or uh, Hulk, they MCU Hulk sucks, I don't give a shit. <laughs> to do, to be honest. People are like, I missed Avengers or The Incredible Hulk or, Avenger, or Age of Ultron Hulk. And I'm more like, I'm just like, I miss Age of Ultron Banner. <laughs> That's what I miss. But Yeah, like, yeah, like. The more people complain about, like, oh my god, they nerfed Hulk, I want old Hulk back. Like, y'all never gave a shit about Hulk. Like, y'all really never did. Yeah, it never really became and, a complaint until like, recently. Like, in, in like, Infinity uh, Endgame? Infinity War Endgame. And, like, people were like, I ain't wanted Hulk to have a one on one game with Thanos in Endgame. And, like, that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. <laughs> I actually remember coming out of Endgame being like, oh, there was no Hulk Thanos rematch. People are going to be mad. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it's also one of the things where it's like, I uh, was watching, like, a creator on TikTok. Um, she has, she's very, very, she has nice takes. Um, she was saying, like, you know, as much as I like to, like, the, like, Tessin Hulk, or Tessin 8, the Incredible Hulk, Ang Lee was, was better. And I was like, oh, why is that better? And she said that like how um they touched on like, you know, Bruce's like trauma and mm-hmm. abuse from his dad. And like 2008 just feels so flat compared to that. And I'm like, interesting take. I actually don't disagree that the actual like uh for lack of a better term, because I can't think of one right now, character study of Banner in the 2003 one is probably better, but fuck that movie is so goddamn boring. Yeah, it, it is. It is boring. It is a fever dream. Yeah, you take out take out the fever dream shit and make it a bit more excitable. It probably is better than the the, the Incredible Hulk. Like, it, like on paper. Also, like I remember too. Like I really remember. Uh, like just the abuse aspect, just because like I try to watch that movie so many times. But yeah, man. Like Ang Lee touched upon about that, and it was actually pretty cool. And that's something that like this. MC Hulk doesn't really have a lot because, like, it's he's been like repressed it, you repressed it, and so since he repressed it, he doesn't really talk about it. So it's just like one of those things where, um, hopefully they touch upon it, like, you know, later on in the, in the films, probably won't, but still, it'll be cool. Uh, just to add like more depth to this character, but like I said, people don't care about Hulk, they just want to see angry, and that's how, like, that's. Kind of the one thing I don't like is that like people always view the Hulk as like this just angry like monster. Well, really, he's not like that. He's more smarter than he is. But I don't know. People yeah. weird. Yeah, you spin. You're absolutely right. Um, 
if this takes place, because the rumor right now is that the World War World Planet Hulk, whatever, uh, is going to be, if they can't, it's either they fix the deal with Universal and they can actually just do a Hulk movie now, or they found a loophole or they came with some like extra agreement with Universal and they're going to do like a four part, like big uh, Disney Plus series, essentially, but like it's actually going to be like movie level, <laughs> you know, like quality and budget and stuff like that. So that's the rumor right now, but like uh, it's it's interesting timing. But yeah, so next piece of Marvel news: uh, Marvel Studios has reportedly uh, started allocating CGI work more fairly and in quote uh, a more logical way among VFX studios following claims of poor working conditions. Good, 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 indeed. very good. Not that I give, not that I care. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, no. it's, always, it's always, it's always nice to give people a break, considering they are the ones who are like working hard with for this. And that that has been like not a complaint of mine, but something that I have seen of other people on the internet, and I have no choice but to agree because like it's all like you know these people are working hard, and it sucks when like you know people like you people like that are like you know dying down there's there's a thin herd of vfx artists and all it also reminds me of a like an anime right there's a this studio called mappa and they work on like fucking like eight animes at a time bro it's crazy like they never go home to see their families and like every time they do like interviews they just have like bags under their eyes just because like they're just being overworked to death but I'm glad, that we, I'm glad that they're they're implementing a better way for them to get more pay and for them to get more time off so that way they can relax a little bit more. I wonder I wonder if this was a case of just poor communication. I wonder if it was like people at Marvel was like, yeah, nothing's wrong until this came out and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it's always one of the, one of those things. Um like yeah, there is bad communication, and like you know, it's such it's such a one thing too, to where like they probably didn't speak up about it until like very recently, just because like it is a big company like Marvel. Um, I remember I was talking to one of my friends, and she was saying how like Marvel wanted like this VFX company to work on like some some like last minute stuff for like a movie, and uh, they couldn't do it in time because you know the, the deadline was just so like strict. Oh and yeah, they, they got like, blacklisted. Yeah, so that's one of the things too. Where like, when you're working for such a big company like Marvel Studios, um, and you speak up about these things, and like, you just you just get probably get fired, and like, they just get someone else, which sucks. Um, and then like that thing, there's a possibility that thing that thing might happen and would happen. Um, but still, like I said, I'm so glad that they found a way to make sure that these things run more smoothly. Considering there is a complaint of uh, you know the CGI not not looking bad or not looking as good as they want it to be, um, but that's what happens when like you know COVID hits and you're having to push these projects moving forward. Yeah, well, I was about and, to say like hopefully the CGI starts looking better. Like even though like we are in the camp where it's like yeah, it's not as big of a deal as people are making out making it out to be. But there is, but like we do admit there is there there is a clear downgrade yeah for sure and 
Um, and like, you know, hopefully think like definitely things are going to start getting better by the time phase five comes around. Cause I think what the fir- first phase five project starts in like what February. Uh, yes. Because like, yeah, that gives them like a round, like, I mean, of course, even though there's still things would be in pre-production, I mean, not pre post-production, um, from Wakanda forever, which would be in November to February. It's a, it's not that much of a break, but it still gives them time to like, figure out like what needs to be done. Based on some of the stuff that I've read about the issues, I feel like most of it's deadlines, not the actual like yeah. workload. It's, but it's like the fact that, uh, the stuff that came out said like Marvel or the director or the producers, whoever would come and it'd be like, Hey, we're going to change this to this. You have a month to do it. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If they yeah, just if like, they just stuck to their guns initially, like this is what we want, it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, and I think you know, I think you said something about this. How like um, you know some like it was it was you or someone else, but they said that like how VFX artists will start working on the movie before like the directors like even like on board. And no, Will um, was saying that, and I was saying how that's oh, like Will, yeah, it was Will. Yeah, was I was Will. saying how that's like technically not true but also kind of partially true yeah but like it still kind of coincides with the fact that like yeah some some of the vfx artists are like working on something and then like they have to change it like like last minute it's like what the hell <laughs> like what yeah like i was like damn i just spent like 48 hours doing this one thing and now i gotta scrap it and do something else it's like shit. But yeah yeah hopefully all this stuff gets better definitely but uh, next piece of Marvel news this is very exciting, uh, but also comes some bad news with it. But it's mostly good news. The good outweighs the bad. Uh, this is according to the direct. Matt Shackman is rumored to be in talks to direct the MCU's Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, I saw that. Hip, hip, hooray. Um, but because I, of that, he's dropping out of the Star Trek movie, which kind of sucks because I was looking forward to that. But it's what it yeah, is because yeah, he's directing cause, Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, because like, it's one of the things where it's like it would have been nice for him to have him on the Star Trek projects. That way he can incorporate some of the space travel stuff in Fantastic Four. Um, I know a lot of people are excited to get cautiously optimistic because he directed like a couple of episodes, like one or two episodes on WandaVision. Like, oh, WandaVision. He directed Starts all of WandaVision. Directed all of WandaVision? Yeah. He's yeah. one of the he's so one of the few uh MCU Disney Plus show directors that actually did all the episodes. Yeah, so people are like, Wonder Vision. So sort of great and then and bad. I'm like, like you know, shut up, bro. Shut up. He also directed quite literally the best seasons of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and directed a few, few episodes of Game of Thrones. He Yes. He and speaking of It's Always Sunny, he's worked with the cast before. Does that lead credence to Glenn Howerton being Mr. Fantastic? Mm-hmm. Ooh, we'll see. Yeah, super exciting. I mean, if we're gonna replace John Watts with anyone, Matt Shackman is—he's good. I mean, as much as I wish it was Peyton Reed, yeah, I—he deserves something, man. Give him something. Give him a little taste, please. <laughs> Man's fiending for the Fantastic Four, but he's also got his—you know—he's busy with Ant Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is it for the Marvel news. Moving on to some DC news. Uh, <laughs> I already know. I already know. Man. There's some good news, I guess. <laughs> but uh, this is according to TV Line. Batman Cape Crusader is no longer moving forward at HBO Max. Yeah, that's what 
Luckily, it hasn't been outright canceled as the series was gonna, is going to be shopped to other networks and streaming services, uh, which leads into the next piece of news. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Apple TV+, Plus, Hulu, and Netflix are all already highly interested in acquiring Batman Cape Crusader. So it's kind of good news-ish. Like it's picked up. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have no doubt it's going to get picked up. But I just, as long as it doesn't get picked up by Netflix, I'm happy. But, uh, yeah, fuck. Oh, thank God this wasn't just completely canceled. It was one of my most anticipated projects out of DC. And for it to just be like, hey, it's canceled, I would have fucking lost it. Yeah, uh, next piece of DC news. Uh, this is, again, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Individuals that worked on Batgirl are attending funeral screenings of the film on the Warner Brothers lot before the film is locked away forever in a vault. Someone leak it, please. <laughs> Film right. it and leak so, it. So, so, someone, someone better hide a fucking like 4K, 6K camera. Put on those spectacle Snapchat glasses that they put that. Put a fucking 200 millimeter lens on that bitch and start recording, bro. I swear to God. Camouflage that camera and upload it and go off the grid, whoever does it. True. You will get hunted. True. Oh, please get leaked. <laughs> I want us to get leaked. Oh, fuck, I, man. I, I want. I want this film to get leaked. Um, joking, by the way. Uh, I want this film to get leaked to the point where, like, they just remake the film or they bring it back. They like, can't remake it, but I want them to bring it back. But of course, tax write off. But I just want to see it. Same. That's all I want. Same. Well, the next piece of Marvel or DC news, excuse me. Uh, Matt Reeves has signed an overall first look deal with Warner Brothers to develop upcoming films for the studio. Uh, The writing process, uh, this is, this actually contradicts what we talked about, I think, last week. Apparently, the writing process for the Batman 2 actually hasn't begun yet, but is expected to in the coming weeks with Matt Reeves and and Mattson Tomlin, uh, who uh, wrote Batman the Imposter, which is, I think, it's like a sequel book to the Batman or something. So pretty cool that the Batman two's not dead, but they would they'd be insane to cancel that. So it's also not all that surprising. But good for Matt Reeves to get a first look deal with Warner Brothers, but also maybe Ooh. not great because Warner Brothers fucking sucks. But uh, yeah, Warner Brothers executive Michael DeLuca said, "quote We're making an investment for whatever Matt feels a pull toward in the Batman universe and otherwise. He has an open invitation to go uh, wherever his interests take him." So good for him, I guess. Right. Matt Reeves should say, hey, we should we should bring back Batgirl. <laughs> what if we did Imagine, that? That's a crazy that. idea, isn't it? Imagine Warner Bros. would be shitting their fucking pants <laughs> if they heard that. And Matt Reeves, our savior. Don't be in the one Twitter. Uh, next piece of DC news. Uh, again, this is according to the Hollywood Reporter and is the next episode uh, on our ongoing series, Ezra, Ezra Miller, Miller Updates. updates. <laughs> uh, so Ezra Miller recently met with Warner Brothers film chairs Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi to apologize for bringing negative attention to The Flash and to discuss how to stay on course going forward. So he should be in jail. <laughs> Uh, so weird that he's meeting up with the, you know, uh, Warner Brothers 
executives or whatever, but it's not over yet because apparently Ezra Miller is said to quote, not have minded the stream of bad headlines, but were spooked by the possibility of the flash being canceled and has now promised to seek professional help. What? He was like, I actually don't regret anything I did, but because my movie's about to get canceled, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to do something about it. What the fuck, man? Jesus. I have no words. Neither do I. Put him in jail. Them. Fuck. Put them in jail. Uh, next piece of DC news. Hey, remember last week, I think it was, or I think it was the week before, maybe. Or maybe even the week before that. But you remember when we were talking about how DC and Warner Brothers and David Oslov were thinking about uh, changing the dates to Shazam and Aquaman? Yeah, and I know what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Shazam: Fury of the Gods has been delayed to March seventeenth, twenty twenty three, and Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom has been delayed to December twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. Jesus! Hip hip, hooray! Hip hip, hooray for Warner Brothers being technically financially technically financially smart because apparently they only have enough money to release two movies this year so they couldn't release Shazam in the first place they only have enough money to release Black Adam and Don't Worry Darling they're fucking broke <laughs> they're fucking stock tank they lost like, like a few billion dollars they need to save a few billion dollars and they lost a few billion dollars in share like I it's so Oh uh, man! Like I work there. I play, I'll be putting my my resignation right there. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna go to fucking. I don't even know who's a who's a good guy in this situation. I was gonna say Disney, but Disney's got skeletons in their closet. <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> I guess anywhere's better than Warner Brothers, so maybe I I would go to Disney. <laughs> right. Oh man, I was excited to see Sazam this year. At least it's only like three months of a delay at least technically yeah, it's closer to its original release date man uh, i really wanted to see shazam this year it is what it is i guess but uh next piece and last piece of dc news uh this is the good news i was alluded to earlier apparently dc has seemingly found their kevin and feige as dan lynn is reportedly set to take over as dc chief and oversee future film and tv projects as walter hamada transitions out of the company now if you're unfamiliar with dan lynn Dan Lin is a producer, which is the right way to go for someone to lead a universe like this. Uh, Dan Lin has previously produced the It movies, uh, the Lego movie, and the Lego Batman movie, uh, and Netflix's live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series, which people are like, uh, about right now. But, you know, there's always a possibility it could be good, and based on some set photos, people are actually like, it's actually not looking too bad. Um, and he also worked on George Miller's canceled Justice League movie back in 2009, which looked pretty good for what we know about it. So... The people have dug up interviews of st- and stuff of this guy talking about DC, and this is obviously before all this, uh, before he's you know involved with uh, all the DC stuff. And the dude seems genuinely passionate about DC and its characters, so it gets me really excited. He also worked under Alan Horn when Alan Horn was like the head of Warner Brothers or whatever. So it seems like this may even be Alan Horn being like, "Hey, let's get this Dan Lin guy in." 
to be our Kevin Feige since he is now a uh, supervisor role at Warner Brothers or whatever. Uh, so this is this for now. It's looking like pretty damn good news. And it seems like it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully. Well, yeah, let's hope. I am hoping. Let's hope Dan Lin makes a smart decision and brings back Henry Cavill. Right. It's the only way to go. Speaking of, um, you know, heading the DC universe and being the new Kevin Feige, let's be our own Kevin Feige because it's time to move on to our topic, which is, of course, uh, pitching our own DCEU. So, full disclaimer. Um, I, uh, the, the couple things I didn't have a lot of time to work on by also Torrin's a bigger DC fan than I am. He just has more knowledge than I do. So mine's going to be pretty bare bones and probably short, but, uh, I think here, I'll, I'll go first. Let's save the best for last. So, uh, here's my DCEU. We start off with a Batman movie, of course, because Batman's the best. Um, Batman is, who do you, okay, you, we were talking off mic a bit, and you said, who's my Batman? Who do you think my Batman is? John Hamm? No. I thought John Hamm admittedly was initially my first. I was like, ooh, John Hamm. I thought we were gonna have the same Batman. I thought we were gonna have the same Batman. But then I was like, he's John Hamm's unfortunately too old. If I was going for like a uh like a Snyderverse type route, I would a hundred percent choose John Hamm, but I wanted to go with someone younger, and I couldn't really think of anyone, so I just kind of defaulted to the person that I think would probably do a good job that isn't Robert Pattinson currently. <laughs> And that's Jensen Ackles. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. So that's not yours? No, it's not. Damn, not yours. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Batman played by Jensen Ackles. Um, and Mr. Freeze is the villain. Because I feel like Mr. Freeze, I still, I don't, I mean, obviously we got him in Batman and Robin. But I don't know how we haven't gotten him into, like, a, a serious, dark and gritty type Batman movie. He just seems like... I don't want to say easy villain to write, but he's like such an automatically sympathetic villain that you could just get behind. I feel like it's like a, he's such a no brainer villain to use, I feel like. And the fact that he hasn't been used, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Matt Reeves uses him in The Batman, too. Uh, but since that hasn't happened yet, we're putting him in mine. So, yeah, Mr. Freeze is the villain. I think it, it's. I, I kind of just wanted to follow The Batman, the animated series movie. <laughs> Which is pretty uh, pretty good. So yeah, that's my Batman movie. And then, of course, after the Batman movie, who's next? He gotta go Superman. Superman, played by who? Henry Cavill, of course. Because the man's a god. And he needs his goddamn time in the sun as his character. <laughs> so, Superman, played by Henry Cavill. Zod is the villain. Like Man of Steel. Except more hopeful. And he doesn't completely level metropolis <laughs> and he doesn't kill zod i actually don't have a problem with him killing zod it's just the way he killed him in the situation that's a conversation for another time but no dude no those civilians gotta be the dumbest motherfuckers ever bro how bro, they could have just walked away they could just moved they could just <laughs> ran oh Dumping. no 
<laughs> Superman Not is like, like Superman's like Captain America. Like he, for me at least, I don't know how people feel about Captain America, but like they don't want to kill, but they will if they absolutely need to. Nah, bro. The, the civilians are like we're on some like kid moment. Yeah, bro. they're fucking stupid. <laughs> you know, I, I, at that moment, I would have just let Zod go and just like let, let them get decimated for them being that stupid. God damn. <laughs> the Kid boys that, moment. Nah, that moment it wouldn't even be the boys. It'd be real life. Oh, it it'd be warranted. Jeez. Well, yeah. So that's my that's pretty that's pretty much my Superman movie. It's like Man of Steel is a bad. I just like the core plot is there. It's just execution and just characterization. I did would just yeah. to just make it an infinitely better movie. But uh, yeah, so next is Wonder Woman. Honestly, uh, keep it the same as the the yeah. you know, normal Wonder Woman, Woman movie, except just fix the third act and make it not just gray and dust and fucking lightning everywhere. Other than that, keep it the same. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> kind of nailed it. So... <laughs> Then uh, the next film is uh, Justice League. And this is where we introduce in sort of like a like a Hawkeye Black Widow ish sort of way uh, where we bring in Aquaman and the Flash. Uh, And so they we don't have their origins. They show up. It's like, okay, they're heroes in their their own right already. And, uh, you know, we get to them later. But uh, Lucas Till is the Flash because. He should have been the Flash to begin with. And Jason Momoa is still Aquaman because he's a damn good choice. <laughs> uh, Lex Luthor, I think, should actually be the villain of the Justice League movie. I was thinking of another villain, but I actually thought he would fit better in uh, Justice League 2 uh, than uh, the first Justice League movie. So I thought Lex Luthor would actually be an interesting villain to go up, get, go up against the Justice League. I didn't... I thought about him being the villain in the first Superman movie, but I didn't think it made sense to have Superman arrive and then Lex Luthor just like instantly becomes the villain. I feel like Superman has to show who he is and what he's capable of before Lex Luthor is like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, Lex Luthor is the villain in the Justice League movie because he, he goes after Superman, but he also wants to like, go after the rest of the league as well. Cause he's, he's sort of like in this universe, he's almost sort of like a Zemo where he's like, I just fuck super people. You know what I mean? So he wants to take out the whole league. Uh, so he is, uh, the villain there. But then after that, we have Batman two with poison Ivy as the villain and a young Robin is introduced. I couldn't think of who to play poison Ivy. I didn't want to go with a basic answer like Megan Fox, but admittedly, she'd be pretty good. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people say Emma Stone, too. I don't know if I see Emma Stone as... I can see Emma Stone doing, like, the Pamela Isley stuff. I don't know if I could see... Although she did Corella, and Corella was pretty good, as far as her performance goes, at least. So maybe she would be a good Poison Ivy. Fuck it. I'm going with Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone is Poison Ivy. Um, and yeah, Robin's introduced... Couldn't really think of where to bring the story with this one. I just thought Ivy is an interesting villain who we haven't really seen in a legitimate sense. We saw, obviously, we saw her in Batman and Robin again. <laughs> um, but uh, I think she'd be really interesting. And Robin, I want to introduce Robin early because I also want to do a Teen Titans movie. 
unfortunately, that Teen Titans movie wouldn't come until like after Endgame, which, by the way, we're stopping at like the Endgame equivalent. <laughs> Otherwise, this podcast would be 15 hours long. So <laughs> um, I think Torn has some bonus ones, but. Yeah, so that's Batman 2. Uh, the next one is The Flash, Reverse Flash to the Villain, of course, uh, played by Michael C. Hall or Anthony Starr. I couldn't think of yes. which which <laughs> I couldn't yes. think of, of which one to choose, but I think I'd probably go with Michael C. Hall because I feel like yes. I don't want to typecast Anthony Starr, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, probably Michael C. Hall. Yes. It's going to be an origin story. Um, I didn't. I, I I like to tweak it slightly from this, just to differentiate it from the CW uh, version because it's the CW version. <laughs> but it's also it's a damn good origin. I mean, uh, obviously, you know. I, I mean, Michael C. Hall would be fucking great. That <laughs> was reverse flash. So that's that's uh, that's that there. Uh, again, Lucas Till would be Barry Allen. Um, yeah, so that's the Flash movie. Superman 2 would then come out, and it would introduce Martin Mar- Martian Manhunter, uh, played by uh, Digimon Hansu. Uh, this man's in everything, but he'd be a good Martian Manhunter. So, uh, yeah, I chose him. Brainiac would be the villain of this one, um, but he loses. Superman straight up loses to Brainiac. Brainiac straight up, he doesn't necessarily win, but he goes, Superman can't really stop him, and the movie ends on a cliffhanger. And then we move on to Wonder Woman 2 with Medusa as the villain. I don't know shit about Wonder Woman and her rogues gallery, so I, that's just it. And then we move on to Justice League 2 with the introduction of Jon Stewart as Green Lantern, played by John Boyega. And Brainiac is once again the villain with the carryover from Superman 2, and he fucking just is a menace to the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> um so not much the you know moving on to Batman 3. Um uh Hugo Strange is the villain. I when, when I wrote this one, I was like, I kinda like I was like I was like fucking with this one. Hugo Strange is the villain of my Batman 3, played by Ken Watanabe, who is the main Asian guy in Inception. So I was asking you about Inception. Yes. Uh he he also plays the fake Ross Al Ghoul in Batman Begins. <laughs> which I didn't know until I looked it up. Uh, but he'd be a fucking fantastic Hugo Strange. Um, so in my Batman 3, he kidnaps Bruce Wayne and experiments on him. And the first half is sort of this psychological thriller that's like in his mind. And then the the eventually he escapes his like mind prison that Hugo Strange put him in. And the second half of the movie is Strange influencing a bunch of smaller villains in Batman's rogue and Batman's rogues gallery to go after him. And all these villains would be like villains that are like kind of iconic Batman villains, but aren't big enough to like be the main villain in a Batman movie. So they get their time to shine and it's a bunch of them. So it's just a fucking like fucking brawl. You know what I mean? Think yeah, that'd be fucking, that's cool, yeah, so that'd be sick. So that's that. And then Green Lantern with Sinestro as the villain played by Mark Strong because the man was pitch perfect and he was wasted in a shit movie. So <laughs> John Boyega is back as Jon Stewart uh, introducing Hal Jordan also because I think I, I like the I, I like the idea of having two Cuban lanterns and having um having them bounce off each other instead of just going solo all the time. 
So I didn't, I couldn't think of who to do Hal Jordan because I feel like the default answer is Tom Cruise, but he's too old. Um, I thought about Zach Efron, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about that either. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a Hal Jordan. I really couldn't. So just for default's sake, we'll say Zach Efron. <laughs> but uh, then the next movie would be Shazam. Literally keep it exactly the same <laughs> as, the, as the actual movie. Keep it exactly the same. Nothing needs to change. Then we move on to Superman 3. Uh, it's a, it's, Superman 3 would be a Civil War type event, like a Justice League 2.5, and it would be the death of Superman. So Doomsday's, Doomsday is the villain. It, there's You know, you actually build up with this version of Superman. <laughs> So when he dies, it's at, you know, there's an actual impact. Um, so yeah, this is the death of Superman. And then, um, this is again, one of those things where like Snyder had like interesting and good ideas. It's just execution was just not fucking there. So justice league three runs around dark side is obviously the villain. Uh, the justice league, uh, don't know what's coming at all. They like, don't know the threat. And so they only send the main group, uh, of the Justice League in, so Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, and uh, Superman, well, su- not Superman, because he's fucking dead, uh, so Superman doesn't come back until, like, the very end, with a beard and long hair, <laughs> because that's how it should be, in a black suit, um, uh, but he's weakened, so he can't overpower Darkseid, and Darkseid overpowers him, Uh so Darkseid acquires the anti-life equation and escapes with Superman. And then we and then I do a phase Marvel's phase six maneuver and Justice League three and four release back to back. So we have Justice League four where Darkseid's obviously the villain again ish. Uh, now, this time, all the uh, all the heroes know what they're up against, kind of. And so they all team up to stop him, obviously. Superman is now turned by Darkseid and is and is essentially the villain of the movie until the third act where it's Darkseid uh, and the heroes fight to unbrainwash him essentially in the first two acts and obviously it's a fucking superhero movie they succeed and beat Darkseid <laughs> there there's my DCEU <laughs> I, I like that was it good for, for getting it done in like 15 20 minutes pretty good all right (laughs) all right so here is my dceu pitch i'm gonna try to make this very fast um i have mine in phases so i was prepared and i just did it in like 30 minutes i'm sorry so i I really am like i really wanted to put time into it but so I was going to go with Henry Cavill, but <gasps> I decided to do this. Oh, no. First, phase one, we had Man of Steel. Clark Kent, played by Brandon Routh, must work on being a hero after his world is threatened by General Zod, by Michael Shannon. Gotta keep it the same as Man of Steel, but just have Brandon Routh and be more colorful. Like mine. That's, you that's, stole mine. That's it. Pretty just much. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then we have the second movie, The Batman. Batman, played by Scott Atkins, must juggle his personal life and his also ego while trying to uncover the myster- mysterious gang by the Black Mask, Jason Statham. That's what you're talking about, Scott Atkins. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's and Jason about. Statham is Black Mask. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Hold on, let me go up Scott Atkins again. He's forty-four, but he has the physique, and he's he, he knows I, like I remember martial arts. I remember him. I remember his um, audition tape. Yeah, and I was like, "That's not bad, actually." <laughs> but uh, and oh, sure. like I could I could see it, but I also it makes sense that he's not. <laughs> yeah, and also in this movie there is a Joker, but he's in Arkham, and instead of playing by Barry Keown, he's played by Bill Skarsgård. Okay, it boy. So yeah. So the next one is Wonder Woman. Keep it the same. Yep. You don't. That's it. But like kind of like you said, in the third ad, there's only no dust, no lightning. Um, so then my next one is a Green Lantern movie. After being chosen by a following Lantern Corps member, Hal Jordan played by James Marsden, must use his newfound James powers Marsden. and abilities. Yeah. Great choice. abilities to stop Sinestro played by Luke Evans. Luke Evans. Uh, Luke Evans, Luke Evans, Luke Evans, Luke Evans, Luke Evans. Yes, Luke Evans. So yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. And then in my next one is the Flash movie. Uh, after acquiring his powers as a speedster, uh, this is actually this is this is a it's not it's not an origin movie. This is like after a couple years after he's like Flash. Okay, and like he, he stops like you know like just basic like low low level criminals or whatever. Uh, Barry Allen, played by Lucas Till, must w. become a big name in Central City by taking down escaped convicts Heat Wave and Captain Cold, played by. Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell. Oh, bringing him back. Yeah, I'm bringing him back. Bro. He is damn good. Both of them. Yeah, I know. And you want to know what something? I want to watch Prison Break with them. Something about that. Wentworth Miller's voice. At first, it fits Captain Cold so well. And it, it's, it, yeah, his voice is very light. It's very calm, very sinister, but also sympathetic in a way. And like just a little bit, whenever you can be. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so for my next one is the first Justice League. Uh, Batman, Superman, along with other heroes, must form a team to stop their newest foe, Amazo, played by Florian Montaner. And if you don't know who he is, he was the big guy with the hand for a knife in Shang Chi. Oh, <laughs> okay. And Amazo is a fucking like that's a that's an underrated villain. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I didn't think about Amazo. So. Phase phase two, we have Batman Heart of Ice. As winter approaches Gotham, Batman, played by Scott Atkins again, investigates a chilling number of deaths caused by Victor Freeze, played by Giancarlo Esposito. Mr. Freeze played by Giancarlo Esposito? Yep. I'd even mention that my Lex Luthor was played by Giancarlo Esposito, I don't think. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> oh, you like my you like my uh Lex Luthor who he's played by. Brian Cranston. Um, no, no. Oh, no, 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 I'm gonna just say right now, played by Michael Fassbender. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we have Superman 2, dubbed The Man of Tomorrow. Superman battles his imposter counterpart, Bizarro, after being made by Lex Luthor. Michael Fassbender. That's good. That's good stuff right there. Um, fate, so then, oh, yeah, that's been our yeah, so much better two. than mine. Uh, then, then we're gonna have a Martian Manhunter movie. Uh, being one of the last of his kind, John Johns is transported to Earth. After being there for some time, he must protect Earth from the alien Despero, played by Sterling K. Brown. And I forgot to mention, Martian Manhunter is played by Lance Reddick. Despero, played by Sterling K. Brown. Yeah. 
And then you said Martian Manhunter played by who? Lance Reddick. The mm, I don't want to classify him like that, but he's the black guy in John Wick with the glasses. <laughs> yes, yeah, so no, no, no. That's a fantastic choice. I don't. I just didn't want to like say, oh yeah, he's the black guy. The black John guy. <laughs> like, uh man. Yeah, he's a, um, he's definitely a good choice. Mm-hmm. The next one is Shazam. Keep keep the movie the same. It was fine the way it is. Um, the next one is Green Arrow. After being Green Arrow and building up his reputation, Oliver Queen, played by Charlie Hunnam, quickly learns he is being framed by an imposter dub- dubbed Merlin, played by Mads Mikkelsen. Yep, I was going to put a Green, La- or a Green Arrow movie in mine, played by Charlie Hunnam, but I couldn't figure out the placement. Uh, that's fair. Wait, so who's, trying- the, who's the villain, you said? Mer- Merlin, Malcolm Merlin. Oh, yes. Played by Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. And the the last film of Phase Two is titled "The Flash Mirage." The Flash must battle a new villain named Mirror Master, played by Jamie Bell. Okay. Yeah. Mirror Man, like I, I, yeah, Mirror yeah. Master would be a super interesting uh, villain to see in a film, just visually. Like, what would that mm-hmm. even it, like? Yeah. I already have my director in mind for it. Who? Edgar Wright. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Now we have to start a phase three. Then we got Batman and Robin. Batman trains his new protege, Dick Grayson, played by Logan Lerman, as both investigate clues around Gotham left by the Riddler, played by Paul Dano. I mean, gotta have Paul Dano. Honestly, he played. He he nailed it as a Riddler. Is Logan Lerman too old? No, he's like he's thirty, bro. He's thirty. Yeah, so he's too old. Well, Ben and Thrace is fucking thirty-three. Yeah, but he's Nightwing. Yeah, but yeah, it's fine though. Dick Grayson's gonna be eventually become Nightwing. He's but like, is it, you say it's his, is you, isn't it his first well, appearance? Yeah, it's his first appearance. But he like he know he knows shit. I mean, he's not like he's like he's not gonna like know uh, not anything. He was in the Flying Graysons for some time. Yeah, but shouldn't shouldn't he be with Batman for like a while? I don't know. He was only for Batman for like two years. All right. It's the only no, thing actually, I've, I've I brushed up know. against. I actually don't know if you know how long he was for Batman for. I couldn't think of anybody younger, all right? And Logan Lerman was fine. Brandon Thwaites is like 33. He's 30. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Next one is Superman, son of Krypton. Superman finds that Lex Luthor, played by Michael Fassbender, is the one who was trying to ruin his life. Before Superman stops him, he is defeated by a robot who runs off, who runs yeah, who runs on Kryptonite, named Metallo. Play James. Uh, he's voiced by James Spader. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then the next one is the next Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman Two: Princess of the Mascara. Wonder Woman returns to the Mascara to find that it is being threatened by Cersei, played by Penelope Cruz. A uh, Penelope Cruz. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Penelope Cruz. Cersei's yeah. like Cersei is like a. She's a sorceress, right? The Eternal, <laughs> bro. Oh my god, nah. We don't, we don't fuck with that cheater over here. Oh no. Um. Then the next is an Aquaman movie. Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa, returns to Atlantis to find out he is not the ruler anymore and has been given to Ocean Master, played by Patrick Wilson. Kind of keeping the same, but I'm removing Black Manta. Only really? Because I I want to use him for I want to use him for another movie. And you wanted to like stay focused. 
not have it. Yeah, overstuffed. and I wanted and I wanted to introduce Aqualad. That's why. Mm. So then we have Shazam, Figure of Gods. Keep it the same. I mean, I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but I wanted to keep it the same. I'm saving Black Adam for the third movie. Yeah, um, fair enough. And then we have something different. Next is Doctor Fate, and yeah. Khalid, Khalid Nasur, played by Rami Malek, discovers the helmet of fate and must fight the Lord of Chaos. Um, I didn't cast um, anybody from the Lord of Chaos, but uh, I might as well just go with like either like Liam Neeson or Brian Cranston, something like something who's like intimidating. And there is more of Phase Three. We have Green Lantern, Red Rage, Hal Jordan meets other members of the Green Lantern Corps, such as John Stewart, played by Wayne T. Carr, Kyle Rayner, played by Henry Zaga, and Guy Guy Gardner, Finn Whitrock, as they encounter the Red or Red, Red Lantern Corps and Atrocitus, uh, played by Manu Bennett. That's Deathstroke from the Arrowverse. God, they have a fucking a stacked cast. It is a stacked cast. Jeez. I know. And uh, bring in uh, Snyder's John Stewart and I see. Yep. He looks, he looks cool, and I really wanted to see what he looked like. Uh, oh, like, well, like, wait, I wanted to see him in action. Yeah, I, I wanted to choose someone younger. That's why I went with John Boyega. Fair. And then we have uh, Blue Beetle. Jaime Reyes, played by Zolo Mariquenda. Probably butchered his last name, but whatever. Becomes the successor of the Blue Beetle, given to him by Ted Core, played by Matt Smith. Um, and learns of its abilities to stop mob boss and sorceress Ladama, played by Stephanie Beatrice. Repeat that again? What? Repeat it? No, 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 I'm not repeating it, no. Repeat it! No, I'm not repeating it. Why not? You're making fun of me. You're making fun of me. No, I'm not! <laughs> Just repeat no. it. Why? I want to hear it again. I don't, I, I think I said her name wrong. No, you did. It's Stephanie Beatrice. You're right. <laughs> oh, okay. Who's she I mean, playing? She's playing La Dama. She's like a mob boss, and she does like magic and shit. And what movie is this? Blue Beetle. Okay. DC. Blue Beetle doesn't really have like a lot of like enemies, and I didn't want to go with like the Black Beetle, but like La Dama is like he's like one of Jaime. Ra- she's one of Jaime Reyes's um, villains, so it works. How do you spell that? Uh, L A D M. D A M A. La Dama. La Dama, yeah. I was, I was hearing Nadama. I was like, what? Yeah, La Dama. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see 70 Beatrice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And the last the last film of Phase 3 is. And, like, this is. So, like, I know for Phase 3, there's 11 films, but this one is, like, a long. This is, like, like pretty, much, pretty much like the end game and, like, Infinity War in a way. It's, like, just a, like a stacked movie. Um, Justice League Apocalypse. Current current members and future members of the Justice League face off against Darkseid, played by Andre Brauer, as he comes to oh, Earth. Shit! I know. And he's played Dude. him already. I know. And then that's it for Phase Three. And then for Phase Four, will be a TV show, and it will be Superman Kingdom Come, following the events of Justice League Apocalypse. Clark Kent and many other members of the Justice League have become violent and lost their moral compass after losing loved ones during the battle with Darkseid. Damn. So, yeah. Like, and, yeah, so yeah, and, that, and that show, Lois Lane fucking dies. And, like, you know, and of course, like, you know, it's different from, like, you know, yeah, it's different from 
like the book because in the book like Lois like dies by like fucking Joker or wherever but now Joker hasn't even like escaped yet from like Arkham because I wanted to have a Batman show you without the Joker same but yeah that's it that's that's my DCEU pitch that's it I feel like my favorite one of mine uh my 30 minute fucking breakdown was by Superman three. It was like the civil war thing in my Batman three. Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think about doing the death of Superman. Um, for me, it's like, I wanted to use doomsday, but it's also one of the things where it's like, you know, I kind of wanted to have something towards like, um, I feel like death of Superman would have worked like after kingdom come, Cause like, you know, he's already, he's an older Superman. And I mean, of course, like Keenan comes Superman, like he has, like, he's like pretty much like his, at his full potential. Like he's pretty fucking powerful, but I think it would have worked considering like he would have already been like good again after like having that loss or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think the favorite one, the favorite one out of mine, um, is that one of the, one of like the Batman, of Batman stuff. I think Batman had a bice would have been pretty cool. And I, I don't know if he, caught my wording there of the synopsis a chilling number of deaths i didn't god damn it <laughs> and then like um oh yeah i was gonna have like a third flash movie but like i kind of wanted to give i wanted to have more um like solo movies instead of just giving everyone like sequels and shit yeah i wanted to dive deep more into like the plot of a flash movie but like i couldn't i i i, I want it to be something that doesn't Involve fucking time travel. <laughs> yeah, that for sure. Even yeah, though I, me, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for time travel, but like in a first outing, like you would save that yeah. even for like the third one, because uh, yeah, because that can that can be a lot. Yeah, I um I had like another. They yeah, had the Flash. The third Flash movie would have been called the Flash Yellow Threat, or the like the Flash like Reverse, and that would have had the Reverse Flash in it, and the Man in Yellow. Like, the man in yellow. Nah, we can't have no birds of prey ass like titles <laughs> like that. And then like, yeah, I, I had another few projects in mind for phase four. It's like that would have been like your birds of prey and like, you know, your um like what's the other project? You, you know, your suicide squad, like shit like that. That would that would have been like the phase four stuff. Um but yeah. Yours and was, like yours was good, man. And honestly, bro, like uh yeah, another one that I liked a lot was the Justice League with like a Mazo. That would have been fucking awesome. That would be awesome. Because yeah, Mazo has like the adaptability powers, like a fucking Sentinel. And yeah, shit. I was about to say like Sentinel. <laughs> so, yeah, that would have been fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Nah, you're you good. You had, a, you, had a, you had a busy day. I let everyone down. I let the podcast down. This was my idea. <laughs> This is this is my idea, and I just fucking I fucking fumble it. I fumble it. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. All good. It's all good. But is that the show? I think that's the show. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you for listening to the Avengers podcast. If you want to follow us, we're at Avengers on Twitter. That's A V E N G E Nerds all one word. If you want to follow either one of us, you can reach me at nowhere. Just follow our Instagram and TikTok. Where can they reach you? They don't have to reach me anywhere. I'm a fucking lost cause. Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> no, they um, can reach me at incentive underscore on Twitter. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Well, we have a Discord. You'd like to join the conversation there. Those will be linked in the show notes. If you check out our, our link tree for any additional links you may be interested in, you can also review the show in app on Apple Podcasts. If you could leave five stars in review, it would really help us out. Thanks again for listening to the Virgil's Podcast. We'll see you next week. Later.